The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're focusing on the Human Rights Commission as a Chapter 9 institution, its mandate, and how it has been going about doing its job. Yasmin Suka is with the Human with the Foundation for Human Rights. Yasmin, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to Bongani and Dale and to your listeners. Uh, I'm glad that uh, we're able to, to hear you now. In your view, the mandate of the Human Rights Commission, the role that it can and should be playing in a democratic South Africa? Well, I guess three, three points, maybe. The one is that the Human Rights Commission, as one of the um, Chapter 9 institutions, is really a critical body to be a voice, particularly for those who are marginalized in our country. And then, of course, when one looks at the special mandate they have in terms of Section 184 to monitor socioeconomic rights and its delivery, I would say its role is particularly critical. But, you know, in a country like ours, which is undergoing, I think, a real crisis, you know, the former chair of the Human Rights Commission made the point that people can't eat the Constitution. And so, of course, what we're also seeing across the country is a great trust deficit in both the Constitution and, of course, the institutions under Chapter 9. And so that really places, I think, quite a critical burden on them to actually be more visible, to be out there to speak for those who don't have that direct access to government, but more particularly to really look at how we deal with implementing the rights under the Constitution. And of course, the Human Rights Commission also has the capacity in terms of its legislation to litigate around these issues. And so there's a real fundamental question when it comes to the question of access to water, access to food security, access to shelter. And when you look at disasters like you have now, the flooding which exposed the undercurrents in terms of the failure to implement these rights, then I think there's a really serious consideration around how the Human Rights Commission needs to really use its powers to show that it is on the side of those who don't have access to power. Because right now, I think the big question that is tearing our country apart is how to dismantle the power of political elites who don't really care about the poor and the marginalized. And if we don't deal with that issue, I think South Africa may see a repeat of what happened in July last year. So many different issues that um, you've raised, uh, Yasmin, for us to unpack. But I I want to give Dr. McKinley a chance to come in just in the first phase of of this conversation. Dr. McKinley? Yeah, thanks, Kathy. I'm in agreement with uh, what Yasmin is saying, because I think uh, while the SHRC has done a decent job over the years of, for example, uh, fulfilling part of its mandate, which is to have public hearings, to you know, put the 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 issues up up on the on the sort of big screen in some ways. I think where the weakness lies is precisely in what comes after that. So let's just take an example. There was the hearings in KwaZulu Natal recently around the water crisis and the flooding. There was a conference on local government accountability just two or three months ago that the HSRC held with government. And yet, what we oftentimes don't see is we see all of these things sort of being pledges, promises, this is what's going to be done, and then it sort of peters out. 
So I think where where the real sort of, I think, legitimate uh, uh, criticism might come in with the HSRC is that it's not using the powers that it has completely to, to really hold government to account. There's a feeling sometimes that the HSRC is a little bit too close uh, to government. For example, on the recent xenophobic attacks, uh, there were some things that came out of the commission, but not very much. There wasn't there wasn't a great deal of activity. So in the litigation, is, as Yasmin mentioned, is one of those components. But also just to remind that another uh, uh, function of the HSRC is information access. So the HSRC is supposed to every year have reports from different uh, departments on housing, food, water, social security, education, and the environment. And then to inform the population as to what is happening or what is not happening in those key areas. And that has been not really forthcoming in a lot of, in a lot of cases. And so I think where we are, I, I know the HSRC will say they're, they're hamstrung by lack of budget and capacity, but I think that's where the, the real challenge lies with the HSRC is people don't see it. They see it, but they don't see it in action in relation to being at the forefront of pushing government and pushing the state to actually fulfill its constitutional obligations on the most crucial basic services that the majority should enjoy. Advocate Majola, I'm sure it's not the first time that you're hearing this feedback or even criticism around the Human Rights Commission. Let's talk about the extent to which you feel the reports that you um, that that you issue that make certain findings and recommendations around departments around various issues. How seriously do you think those reports are taken? Um, <clears throat> I would like just to say, um, uh, to greet Yasmin um, Suka and Dr. McKinley and to thank them for the comments that they have made. The, one of the challenges that the Commission has had for, for many, many years is the fact that, um, you know, it doesn't have sufficient teeth to give effect to the recommendations that are contained in the reports that it, it issues from time to time. The one part is um, the fact that we do not have the resources uh, to, to monitor the implementation by government. We are too, uh, we are spread thin on the ground. We do not have sufficient resources. I, I heard Dr. McKinley that he said, I'm going to say that, but it is the truth. You know, there comes a point where you can use the available resources and then you do, you cannot use them beyond a particular point. And we have that problem. And we have raised this again and, and again. One of our biggest problems, as I say, has been that we do um, uh, investigations and hearings and we make recommendations and we send them to government and government uh, literally ignores those uh, reports uh, and, and those recommendations and drags its feet um, when it comes to implementation, leaving us the option of litigating. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that Dr. McKinley and, and Yasmin are aware of the, um, you know, how expensive litigation is. And with the minimum budget, then there is a limit to which you can litigate against every ministry and so on. That leaves us then to go 
to speak with the ministries, to speak with the portfolio committees, um, you know, uh, better uh, uh, to which these uh, ministries report, to speak with, with parliament. We have now seen that parliament has begun actually to take its oversight role more seriously. They've started to rise to some of the ministries to say that, to ask them why are they not complying with the recommendations of the commission that they have not taken on review. Um, we hope that this is going to this is going to um, to increase. All right. I think, Advocate Majola, what what may be helpful when we come back from the ten thirty news headlines is for you to give us a sense of. The, the breakdown of, of the budget, we don't have to necessarily get into the rands and cents, but give us a broad idea of what it is that the commission is spending um, the bulk of its money on so that we're able to have the context of this resource issue that that you are raising, that you say is such a big constraint to the work that you could be doing. It's now 10.30, time for your latest news headlines. Best Daytime Radio Show at the SA Radio Awards. The Talking Point with Kathy Mutlatlana. We continue our conversation on The Talking Point. We're focusing on the Human Rights Commission. Advocate Bongani Majola is with us. So is Yasmin Suka and Dr. Dale McKinley. So Advocate Majola, just on that question of the budget for the commission and how that is broken down. Thank you, Kathy. First of all, let me just uh, acknowledge that the Human Rights Commission is not perfect and it can do better. Um, But we are also trying to actually get there. Um, The Human Rights Commission has got the broadest of the mandates uh, among the so-called human uh, rights-oriented Chapter 9 institutions. 